there are three strategic impacts of the anointing. And I trust God that we will be able to consider two of them in this discourse this morning. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 1 to 3. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin, at Zelzar, and they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. The donkeys which you went to look for have been found. Friends, the anointing provides divine direction. Divine direction that guides you to the place of total recovery. Recovery is impossible without direction. And direction without the anointing of God upon your life is practically difficult. The anointing. The anointing is the impartation of the presence of God upon your life that guides you with accurate precision. Accurate. Accurate. You cannot afford to walk in error when the anointing of the Most High God is upon your life. As soon as Saul was anointed, a clear signpost of those who will inform him about the recovery of what he was looking for for days, for days, was presented to him. Friends, what you are looking for is in the anointing. What you are looking for is in the anointing. The reason we go round and about wasting strength, energy, and resources in looking for what is lost is simply because we are lacking in the anointing. We are lacking in the anointing. Many people have spent the most of their Christian years looking for something or the other. Some are looking for wealth. Others are looking for fame. Some for lost material resources. Others for their spouses. Some are looking for spiritual upliftment. Others are looking for breakthrough in ministry. Some are looking for business breakthrough. Others are looking for business expansion. Friends, <laughs> whatever, I repeat, whatever you are looking for is in the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power. In all your gettings, get the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power. David, the anointed of the Lord in his famous Psalms 23 says, and I quote, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. 
Divine guidance always precedes total restoration. Oh yes, divine guidance must always come before restoration can take effect. You will mumble and fumble and run elter-skelter if you do not know how to be guided by the Spirit of God. How to be guided, how to be led by the Spirit. One main purpose of the anointing of the Holy Spirit is that it provides divine precision, divine guidance on what to do where to go, how to go, who to meet, and how to interact with those who you meet. And what divine interaction with such people will produce. Saul said to Samuel, the people you meet at the tomb of Rachel, they will say unto you, exactly things that will be said unto you is captured in the anointing. Only if you can walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power, you will begin to enjoy certain dimensions of the Spirit that you have never enjoyed before. The anointing. The anointing of the Holy Spirit and power. Secondly, the anointing directs you to the place of divine spiritual provision. The place of divine spiritual provision. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 3 to 4 says, Then you shall go on forward. Please mark that in your Bible. Somewhere speaking to Saul, you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There, three men, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. By reason of the anointing, Saul was ordered into another set of people going up to God at Bethel. The anointing is not for people doing nothing. Please mark that. The anointing keeps you going. You meet the first set of people and though they tell you about the recovery of what was lost in your life, do not relax. Keep going. Keep going. There is still something ahead for you. The process is not complete until you get to the place God has intended for you. Don't stop. Don't hold back. Keep going. Keep going. From the tomb of Rachel, keep going. Keep going. The anointing of the Holy Spirit keeps you going. 
It is in your going that you will meet with those who carry substance in their hands. Who carry the oil, who carry sacrifice in their hand. The first set of people you meet can only provide information on what was lost in your life. And now you can find them. And many people, many Christians, many believers end their Christian journey at the tomb of Rachel. The moment they find what they are looking for, then they stop going forward. They stop advancing. They stop seeking God. They have found their lost donkeys. They have gotten their dream job, their dream home, their cars. Oh, ministry is doing well now. How sad. How sad it is when I hear men say to me, Many years ago, I used to pray for hours. But now, you know, things have become better. When I used to suffer, when I was going through difficult moments, I spent my time seeking God. But now, things are much better now. Oh, such men and women have been trapped at the tomb of Rachel. Such people have been trapped at the place of recovery. Hmm. Hmm. Many people have gotten their healing. They've gotten their healing, their breakthrough, their deliverance. And as a result, they sit back to relax and ride their donkeys about town. Unknown to them, there are still dimensions of the spirit that should be experienced. There are still dimensions of the spirit ahead. God's intention for his children is not just for them to be trapped at the place of recovery, but for them to move on and move on to Bethel where they encounter men going up to God in Bethel, going up to God with sacrifices in their hands. There are still dimensions of the spirit that should be experienced before the anointing can be fully activated. Before the spirit of God can be released upon you without measure. The anointing settles your emptiness, your worry, your pain, your loss and brings you to the place of recovery. But that is not the ultimate purpose of the anointing. Many are trapped in the testimony of their restoration. But they forget that restoration is actually what belongs to you. It's actually getting back what is originally yours that was taken or lost or stolen. So to sit with your restoration and remain there is doing yourself a great disservice. There is more ahead. There is more ahead. The real deal is ahead. There is nothing new about your restoration or the recovery of what belongs to you if there is no new divine provision added to it. So as you continue to walk in the anointing and advance, you will come to a point in your journey of faith where you will encounter divine provision. 
That is where you meet the men and women who are going up to God at Bethel. You will identify such people by what they carry. Yes, by what they carry. The first set of people are only relevant enough to provide information about the recovery of your loss. They are good people, but they cannot go beyond the tomb of Rachel. To stay with them is to remain at the beautiful tomb of Rachel. You know, you know Rachel was really beautiful. So beautiful she was that Jacob had to serve for 14 years to marry her. Genesis 29, 17 tells us that there was no sparkle in Leah's eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. Oh, wow, wow. So the beautiful tomb of Rachel was the meeting point of those who carry information and news about the recovery of the lost donkey of Saul's father. To stay there and be celebrating is to celebrate beauty at the tomb. Move on and move away from the people at the Rachel's tomb. Yes, if you are not anointed, you can be trapped at Rachel's tomb celebrating recovery and thinking that is the maximum place you can get in the spirit. Move on to the next level. Go and connect with those who are going up to God in Bethel. Go and connect with those who are going to the house of the living God. Those are people that understand the power and the purpose of sacrifice. The presence of God is their ultimate destination. The anointing will bring you in contact with them. In that realm, your hunger is satisfied. You go beyond the temptation of the enemy. You are no longer tempted by the devil to convert stones to bread. You, your need, your need of bread, which caused Jacob to send his son to Egypt, He's satisfied. Oh, the part of the Lord's Prayer which says, Give us this day our daily bread is answered. You are now on a different level entirely. The anointing brings you in contact with real godly people, passionate about the presence of God. Men and women ascending up to God in Bethel. But when you get the bread as well, do not stay at Bethel. That is one more level you need to get to. And then the Spirit of God will rush upon you. Will rush upon you. The anointing. The anointing directs you to the place of recovery and restoration. And then the anointing brings you to the place of provision in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I pray for you this morning that by the reason of the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power upon my life that which has been lost in your life in your marriage in your ministry in your calling, in your family, in your heart, 
in your relationship with God, in your passion for God, that which has been lost today, I proclaim a recovery. I proclaim total restoration. And I decree upon you in the name of Jesus that as you advance further, as you go forward, you will come to that place, that place, that spiritual place of divine provision. A place of divine provision where you encounter men and women with a deep hunger for God. I proclaim this morning in the name of Jesus that the anointing of the Lord is bringing you to the place of divine provision. The place of divine provision. The place of divine provision. In the name of Jesus. Amen.